Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This week we witnessed an atrocious event. The riots in Washington, D.C. and the taking over of the Capitol building. Anarchy rears its head on the right just as it has on the left. This past year we've witnessed so much hatred and rage and violence and destruction. It feels like we are in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, sitting in darkness, as the Gospel says, sitting in the shadow of death. We are watching the darkness spread across America, and we say, it's their fault. We point and blame the ills of our country on the people with whom we disagree. They are to blame. Stop them. But this is a shallow truth if it's even a truth at all. The truth lies within my own sentiment. How much is my, political view, my view of my political opponents clouded over by anger, even rage, and judgment, and contempt, and a desire for bad things to happen to them? If I have any ill will towards others, any animosity, than I am to cause for the darkness that has come upon this country. My brothers and sisters, the sins of contempt and animosity have become virtues. If you don't agree with someone, then he must be evil and you must have permission to hate him. And it is virtuous and right to hate him. This is the way that our country thinks. And though we may not be the ones perpetrating violence, we have violence inside of ourselves. We have hatred. We have animosity. And many times, we think it's a virtue. How can you not be angered by what has happened, we might say. Don't you care? Don't you, aren't you incited by this? Don't you feel that righteousness must be done? against these people? This is all the language of our world that we live in. And it's the language that we bring out of ourselves as well. And we justify it and justify it and justify it because we want to hate. We want to look upon the evil actions of others and hate them. Not the actions, the people themselves. We want to say, how can you imagine someone doing this? This is so despicable, and I am so angry. And what have I done in that? I have taken the darkness that is out there and placed it upon myself. This is the way of our world. We sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, while the cancer of hatred spreads. Because we know what caused the riots in Washington, D.C., Hatred. And we know what has caused the destruction in downtown Portland and Seattle and other places. Hatred. This is the cause. This is the darkness. And if we respond to hatred with hatred, we are no different. Even if we're not the ones breaking things. We are the cause just the same as those who smash windows and tables in the Capitol building or in downtown Portland. Sin begets sin, and sin becomes a virtue. When someone hates 
we hate back. When someone insults, we insult back. When someone criticizes, we try to justify. And so their sin then becomes our sin. St. Paisio said, this was many decades ago, but he said, people's bodies and souls are falling apart. Someone told me human beings have come down to the level of animals. I'm sorry, someone told me that in Athens it's a jungle and human beings have come down to the level of animals. You know what animals do when they enter the stable? They defecate and urinate. Then as the manure ferments, they feel warm and don't like getting themselves out of there. The same happens with human beings. They feel the comfort of sin and don't have the heart to leave. They smell the stench, but they stay anyway. You see, if someone were to come inside the stable, he would not be able to stand the stench, but those who got used to it are not bothered. What are we not bothered by in the ways in which we interact with others? In social media, or face-to-face, -face, or even just talking to our TVs? What are the ways that we have become completely comfortable with this? Today, they, in St. Paisios continues, today they have taken sin and made it fashionable. The worst thing is that today, sin has become so fashionable, if people see someone who does not go with the flow, who avoids sin and is pious, they consider him old-fashioned and backwards. For them, not to sin is considered an insult, and to sin is considered progress. And this is the worst thing of all that could happen. Are these words not prophetic? It is an insult to the people around us when we are not offended by what has occurred, when we are not incited, when we are at peace despite what is going on, that's an offense to the people around us. And progress is when we get righteously indignant Progress is when we say no more with all of our anger and our rage. In this way, we become a part in the same sin. St. Paisius continues, If today all those who live in sin would only acknowledge their condition, God would have mercy on them. Instead, they justify the unjustifiable and they glorify sin. This is the greatest blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. They take sin to be progress and morality the status quo. And this is true for many sins that are rampant in our society, not just the sin of hatred, but what else has become fashionable? Greed and pride and lust and all of the sins. These have become what is fashionable. And so we as Christians in this society that's permeated by this, we just take that on ourselves. Oh, I'll just watch this show. It's okay if it has a bunch of people that are naked. I'll just watch it because that's what's on. Or if there's this person out there that is spewing hatred and anger, I'll just listen to that because I kind of like the anger that it stirs up inside of me. I want to hear from people who are angry with my viewpoint, who like my viewpoint. I want to hear their anger so that I can be angry just like them and we can all be angry about the same viewpoint. We are permeated by this because sin has become fashionable. As St. Paul says, sin so easily ensnares us. We have succumbed to the ways of the world. And this deception, 
It is seductive. Even in the prayers of uh, preparation for communion, it says in one of the prayers, the seventh prayer, that I not be found by the deceiver and be seized by, by deception and seducing me, lead me away from your life-giving words. We must be honest that sin is seductive. It is something that we are captivated by. How many of you could raise your hands and say, I am captivated by hatred? And yet we are. We are. I am captivated by being angry at the people who are of my opposite viewpoint. This is how we are, because we are seduced. Hatred will not be healed by more hatred. The only outcome is that violence and anarchy that we've seen. That's the outcome of the hatred. And no political ideology is immune to that. No viewpoint from our political world is immune to that violence and that anarchy as we have now seen. The tragic rioting in our nation's capital took place by God's providence on what day? Did anyone notice this? The great feast of theophany. By God's providence, as we were in the church, praying that God's sanctifying grace come upon the waters, on the day in which our Lord revealed all of his humanity to us and all of his divinity to us, on the day in which our Lord completely humbled himself such that the angels shuddered and St. John refused to touch him at first. On this day, we see in our capital this violence, this anarchy. It's not outside of God's providence. We see people rejecting God's grace. And our temptation, what is our temptation? To also reject God's grace. In what way? To look at what's going on and say, I am so angry about that. That needs to stop. Head needs, heads need to roll for what happened there. And in this way, we reject God's grace. Walking out of the church on great and holy theophany, we then turn and reject God's grace. And this became our temptation. It is our temptation always to look outward. Another beautiful quote from St. Paisios, he says, if you want to help the church, and I could throw in, if you want to help society, it's better to try to correct yourself rather than looking to correct others. If you manage to correct yourself, one small part of the church or of the society is immediately corrected. Naturally, if everyone did the same, the body of the church would be in good health, but today people concern themselves with anything but themselves. And he was writing before the internet. He was writing before social media. He was writing before 24-hour news stations. People concern themselves with anything but themselves. You see, judging others is easy, he says, whereas working on yourself takes effort. If we work to correct ourselves and look more intently toward our inner activity rather than our external, giving precedence to divine help, we can in turn be of greater and more positive help to others. This is the joy that in spite of everything that is happening in this world and this nation of ours, we can be the light. We can be a greater help to them. And that help begins by turning away from the darkness. 
Because as we saw in the gospel today, there really are only two choices. There's light or there's darkness. Theophany is called the Feast of Lights because it reminds us of where the source of light is in God himself. In contrast, darkness is absence. So when we choose the light, we actually choose to go towards something. When we choose darkness, we're choosing to go towards nothing, away from what is to what is not. Sin has become the... Sin has only the substance of what we give to it. Yet the temptation toward darkness is all too real. We're fallen human beings, and so we like the darkness. This is why the gospel says, it's very important what the gospel said today, those sitting in darkness. It's a very descriptive image. Those sitting in the shadow of death. Just imagine sitting there. They're sitting there because why? This is where we tend towards to just stay in the darkness with everyone else around us. And what is the opposite of sitting? Rising up. This is our resurrection. When the light has dawned upon us, we rise. We no longer sit in darkness, but we rise. Because the temptation towards darkness is all too real. One of our most fundamental tasks as Christians is to recognize the devil's work. Again, I'll say that. One of our most fundamental tasks as Christians is to recognize the devil's work. We can't move away from what we don't know is wrong. And if we don't see that hatred inside of us as evil, how can we move away from it? As Christians, we must look inside of ourselves and see where the darkness lies because our world desperately needs light because ultimately this is a message of hope because our lord says be of good cheer i have overcome the world god is greater than all of this and it is only through our allegiance to god our unifying ourselves to god despite the sin that we see all around us this is what will bring light into the world The Feast of Theophany came this year, and even though things were going on in the world, the feast still came, and the feast will still come and will still continue to be. This is an eternal reality. We as Christians can join in that feast of light. So even though this feels like a time of great darkness, be of good cheer. Christ has overcome the world, and we too can overcome all things in as much as we unite ourselves to Christ. Amen. Let us all say with our whole song, with our whole mind, let us say.